Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. I'm so excited about the message today. Uh, I'm pretty much excited every week because I, I just... I don't want this to sound more spiritual than what I am because those of you that know me well, I'm not really that spiritual. I'm only so sanctified, I like to tell people. Um, I heard a story of a friend of mine. They were in a restaurant, and these people were harassing the, the waitress so bad that they, they had the waitress in tears over something minor. Like it, was, it literally was about a lemon for their iced tea or fish or something. I don't know. So the manager came over and these people were just unruly and everything. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm just not that sanctified. I might've had to stand up and defend that poor waitress making $2 and 30 cents an hour, you know, uh, in that I'm just not that sanctified. So just so we got that straight, but every time that I pray, and this is every week, twice a week for 30 some years, God, I, I, I have to have a word. I can come up with a sermon. I'm trained and I have enough experience and years behind me. I can take a passage and come up with a sermon. I don't want a sermon. I want a word that you want me to share that's going to touch people's hearts and people's lives. And, you know, God has been faithful to do that for years, thousands of times. But wow, look, double am I excited about today. Not just this, this, okay? So it's a familiar story that you'll know, but I think there's a new insight that the Lord wants to share with us today. Okay, now, how many of you kind of grew up in church? Kind of grew up in church, okay, most of you. So you'll know this song. Zacchaeus was... A wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore. Remember we used to do the motions? To see what he could see. Wait, I forgot the rest of the words. Wait, I got him, I got him, I got him, I got him, I got him. I got nervous. Uh, uh, and as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house today, for I'm going to your house today. Do you know the other part of it? I don't remember singing this other part. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, but a happy little man was he. Zacchaeus saw the Lord that day, and a happy man was he, and a happy man was he. I don't remember singing that. I guess we didn't have that part in Ohio. I don't know. But the rest of it I knew. But we want to take a look at the life of Zacchaeus and this story. It's found in Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, verses uh, 1 through 10. We're beginning a new series today um, on the road to Easter. And what we're going to do over the next uh, few weeks, and, and including Easter, is we're going to take a look at the road that Jesus was traveling that ultimately led him to the cross. So where we pick up on the road today is that he is passing through Jericho, okay? And if you look at the context in, your, in the word, in Luke 19, it talks about uh, Zacchaeus and then the talents, 
And then the very next thing is the triumphal entry. So this story of Zacchaeus is right before Jesus goes into Jerusalem to fulfill his ultimate purpose, which was to die uh, for our sins. Okay? So this story of Zacchaeus is not just a cute little story that has a cute little song that we still remember 50 years later. You know, It's placed in the Bible in this position for a very important reason. And we're going to take a look at that. So Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a, excuse me, chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. Shout out to all the short people. Uh, amen, amen. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Do you are you still singing the song in your mind? Because I know I am. <laughs> when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. And so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. Muttering and murmuring in the Bible is never good. It's that, you know, that type of thing. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner, okay? But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. Here's verse 10, our theme verse for the day, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. The road to Easter and the purpose of Jesus's road to Easter is to seek and save those that are lost. That's why this story of Zacchaeus is told right when it is. That's why it happened when he did. Why is Jesus on the road to Jerusalem? to seek and save the lost. Why will he be on the what we call the Via Della Rosa, the road to suffering, to seek and save the lost? Why will he be on the road to Emmaus? That's Easter's sermon, okay, just so you know ahead of time. Because he died, then rose again so that those that were lost could be saved. See, it's very purposeful in what God is writing here to us. Now, this is a story that we've probably, I, I, you all heard it. I mean, you know, if you know the song and still remember it, you know the story of Zacchaeus. But we find in here the purpose of Jesus was to seek and to save the lost. That is the purpose of God. That is the purpose of the church, to point people to Jesus. It's not the church's role to save people. We can't do that. Only Jesus can save people, but it is the church's purpose to point people to Jesus. So let's break down this passage a little bit more. First of all, we're going to talk about the man. Okay. Who's the man? Well, Jesus is the man. Uh, Zacchaeus is a man, but Jesus is the man. The, the, the main character in this story is not Zacchaeus. It's Jesus and never forget that. The main character in scripture is, is Jesus because he's the only one that can seek and save the lost. 
Now, in Luke chapter 18, right before our passage, Jesus had just healed a blind man. I'm going to read it to you very quickly and highlight some points here so you catch the context of what's going on here in Luke 18, 35 through 43 as Jesus approached Jericho. See, he's approaching Jericho on the road ultimately to Jerusalem, but as he's approaching it, he finds this blind man. Then as he's passing through Jericho, that's where he finds Zacchaeus. All right, so catch that there. As he approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging, and when he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening, and they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And so Jesus stopped and he ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you today? Lord, I want to see, he replied. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. And when all the people saw it, they also praised God. Now, let me tell you something. Maybe you didn't know. Maybe you did. That there's not one person in the Old Testament that was healed of blindness. Because the miracle of healing the blind was reserved for the Messiah only. And isn't that interesting that the blind man saw Jesus for who he was, even though he couldn't see. But the crowd only knew Jesus as from Nazareth. Isn't that interesting? But the blind man knew, son of David, I believe you are the Messiah, therefore... You can heal me of my blindness, okay? On the road, see, Jesus proving that he is the Messiah. He's the long-awaited one. He is the anointed one. He's the one sent by God. Isaiah 35, 5 tells us, then the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. So when Jesus did this, he was proving that he was the Messiah. And so this crowd was already following him. Then he heals the blind man. The, the blind man begins to follow him. They're now going through Jericho. Zacchaeus heard about this Jesus. Maybe he heard about the miracle and he wanted to see Jesus for himself. So first of all, the man, that's Jesus. Okay? But the man that, see, that wanted to see Jesus, that's Zacchaeus. So we know a little bit about Zacchaeus um, other than just his stature. We know that he was a chief tax collector. Now, no one likes to, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you do like to pay your taxes. Maybe you highlight April 15th and say, oh, that's a great day. I love to pay my taxes. If you love that, if you'd see me after the service, I am so generous that I will let you pay my taxes too. Isn't that great? Nobody likes the tax collector, but it was even worse back then because what it was, it was Jewish born working for the hated Romans who were oppressing God's people and stealing from his own people. That's what the tax collector was. You know, Matthew was a tax collector too. Let me throw this real quick parenthesis, and I, I promise I'll get back to my notes I won't lose my place like I usually do. Have you seen the video series, The Chosen? Oh, is it good. Yikes. I've been watching Jesus movies my whole life. Some of them, eh. This is the greatest portrayal of Jesus that I've ever seen. 
It's that good. If you get a chance to watch The Chosen, watch it. It's on YouTube. You can stream it on YouTube. If you're somewhat techie, you can download the app onto your phone and then project it onto your smart TV screen. If you don't know any of that, um, they have DVD that you can get and you can watch it on the, on the DVD. And if you don't have any of that, you're just going to have to wait for eternity. I don't know what else to tell you. It's on TV too? Oh, I didn't know that. So it's on Sunday nights, Monday nights, on TBN, 9 or 9.30. There you go. And if you don't have a TV, I can't help you. I can't help you. All right. Ann Shazer said you can come over to her house, and I'll do her negotiating, okay? Just bring some food with you. I'll negotiate for you, Ann, okay? Uh, but it is, it, is, uh, it is worth it. I've been praying for Jack, seriously. Um, it is worth seeing. I think it's just the greatest portrayal I've ever seen of it. Anyway. Oh, so Matthew. Okay, I did lose my spot there. I knew I told you. I blame Karen. Okay. Uh, Matthew was a tax collector as well, and they have a great portrayal of Matthew in The Chosen. But here was a tax collector. They were hated. Again, they were born Jew, Jewish, God's people, and yet they were working for the Romans that they hated, and the Romans were oppressing them. So the tax collectors were allowed by the Roman government to collect extra and keep it for themselves. That's why the tax collectors were fabulously wealthy, because they weren't just collecting what was due, they were over-collecting, and then they would keep what they could get from the people for themselves. Okay? That's why the tax collectors were hated. There's five or six different times, though, in the Gospel of Luke that Jesus interacted with tax collectors. Isn't that interesting that he went to the most hated and loved them? So not only was Zacchaeus a tax collector, but it says he was the chief tax collector. He was skimming off the skimmers. And so he had this whole crew working for him, and so they would steal from the people, and then he would skim off of them. He was ridiculously wealthy ridiculously wealthy, maybe other than government officials, the wealthiest person in Jericho. And yet, how did he get it? By taking advantage of his own oppressed people that were just trying to survive. But he heard about Jesus. He probably heard about the man being healed. He wanted to see what was going on, but literally he was too short. And so he did something that powerful, prestigious men in those days never do. He ran ahead and he climbed a tree. I mean, here's a man with fabulous wealth that interacted with the, the, the powerful of the day. Okay? And yet, something about Jesus, and I'll tell you what, really what it was, is that he had everything he could ever want and realized there was still something missing. That's what happened in Zacchaeus. He had everything. And yet there was still something missing. And he thought maybe Jesus is the someone I'm looking for because the something hasn't done it for me. So he runs ahead and he climbs up in the tree. Jesus was the man and now we've looked at the man that wanted to see Jesus and then we're going to look at the man that Jesus saw. 
So Jesus looked up as he was walking through crowds around him. He looked up into the tree and he called this man by his given name. Well, how did Jesus know Zacchaeus' name? He might have just known it because of who Zacchaeus was. I, and I lean towards it was a word of knowledge empowered by the Holy Spirit to accomplish God's purposes in Zacchaeus' life. Remember, when Jesus walked on earth, his glory was veiled by his humanity, okay? And so he needed the working of the Holy Spirit in his life to accomplish God's purpose, just like we need the working of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was our example in that as well, okay? And so whatever and however he knew his name, he looked up into the tree and called him by his name. Now, what does it matter that he called him by his name? He could have just said, hey, you, up there, come down. He could have said, hey, you, up there, what's your name? But he looked at him and called him by his name. And why did he do that? I'm about to tell you, and this is the most important thing I want you to hear, that the name of Zacchaeus means literally innocent. So here's the crowd that hated Zacchaeus. Jesus looks up there and says, hey, innocent, come down. And the crowd went wild. What are you talking about, innocent? This man is a wicked sinner. He's worse than a Gentile sinner because he's part of God's people, a descendant of Abraham that takes advantage of his own people that's working for the hated Romans that are oppressing us and keeping us from the land God has given us. Jesus, how can you call him innocent? Because Jesus didn't see just Zacchaeus' misdeeds. He saw Zacchaeus' destiny, and he called him innocent. And the good news for us today, catch this, is Jesus doesn't call you by all your misdeeds, mistakes. He calls you by the name he's given you. He focuses not on our misdeeds and mistakes, but on our destiny. Jesus looked up and called him by his name. Hey, innocent, come down. The crowd couldn't understand it. Maybe the people in your life don't understand your relationship with Jesus. And they look at you and they say, hey, have you ever heard? Don't, you don't have to reply to this. Oh, and you're supposed to be a Christian. They take us at our worst possible moment and then they throw that in our face. What they're saying is, we know who you are. You're not really any different than us. The reality is, is in ourself, we aren't any different or any better. But the reality is because of the relationship we have with Jesus, we are different. Because our life is not about our misdeeds. It's about our destiny. So this, this man who was a terrible sinner, Jesus called him by his name that meant innocent because Jesus saw his destiny and not his misdeeds. Glory to God. When Jesus sees you, he doesn't see your past misdeeds, mistakes, or mishandlings. He sees you for who he created you to be. He calls you by the name he's given you, adopted, absolved from your sins. He calls you blessed. He calls you a beneficiary of his blessings and works on the cross. Remember, as I go through this list, none of this is because of you. It's all because of him. 
It's because of what he accomplishes on that road to Easter. It's what he accomplishes on the cross. But because of that, we're called, we're, we're chosen, we're delivered, we're destined for eternity. He calls us friend. He calls us forgiven. He calls us his followers. We are highly favored. We're grafted into the vine. We're gifted. He calls us holy, honored, redeemed, regenerated, saved, saint, son, daughter. Because when Jesus looks at you, he doesn't see your past. When God the Father looks at you, he doesn't see all your mistakes. He sees what his son has accomplished in your life. Just like the crowd saw the sinner, Jesus saw a saint, a man that would be made innocent because of the work of Jesus Christ in his life. Friends and family, I know you. I know what you did. I remember you. I remember what you were like, but that's not what Jesus sees. Can I just tell you something else here real quick? You need to stop seeing yourself only by your mistakes and misdeeds too. You need to stop labeling yourself something that Jesus doesn't label you. We all have things in our life and we label ourselves by that. I'm this, I'm that, I'm something else. I did this, I did that. That's not how God sees you. <laughs> We've all sinned. Watch, this is somewhat humorous, but there's a serious point to it. Remember Zacchaeus, he was a tax collector, but he was short. But you know what Romans says, for all have sinned and fall. <laughs> that interesting. We all fall short. We all fall short of God's best. That's why we need a Savior. See? Yes, we do have a past. But our present is awesome because of what Jesus has done. And our future is even better because of what Jesus has done. Stop living in the past. Start living today, looking forward to the future. Start declaring that I'm saved because of what Jesus has done. Listen, don't think you're saved because you're a good person, because you're not, okay? Even I know most of you well enough to point out your flaws, okay? In fact, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to start with Vi. Oh, no, we don't have time. We don't have time for just Vi. No, I was this, but I'm not now. There is this title or name given to me, but that's not the name God gave me. I am saved, set free. I'm his friend. I'm his servant willingly. I'm redeemed, rescued, regenerated, made alive. And then we live for him. So, so when Zacchaeus saw Jesus for who he really was. So we have the man. We have the man that wanted to see Jesus. We saw the man that Jesus saw, innocent, 
And then when Zacchaeus saw Jesus, what did he do? He said, you know what? I have done wrong, and I've willingly done wrong. I willingly took advantage of other people, and I'm going to make it right. I'm going to give back everything that I've stolen, plus, plus. And it, watch, it wasn't his works that saved him. It was his works that revealed his salvation. See? He wasn't saved because he gave his money away. He gave his money away because he was saved. He didn't become innocent because he gave his money away. He was declared innocent, and so he realized, I need to give my money away. That's a huge difference. One is based on works, what I do. One is based on his work, what he did. Let me carry this further because we Christians get this wrong. Well, I got to be good. No, you're not good. He's good. And then you do good things because he's been good to you. Watch, even the Ten Commandments were after God delivered them from Egypt. You get that, right? They already had relationship with God. The Ten Commandments were to maintain that relationship to God and be God's reflection in that world. The Ten Commandments didn't come before their salvation. They were already saved from Egypt. Then God gave them his purpose and his plan. Our works don't come first. Our works come after because of what Jesus has done for us. Amen? You got that? So he, he, uh, he says, I'm going to make this right. And then Jesus declares in verse 10, and we'll close. Maybe you've heard verse 10 today. For the Son of Man, he came to seek and to save the lost. My testimony is simple. I grew up in the sanctuary but found out I need, still needed a Savior. Some of you might have grown up in the sanctuary. Some of you might have grown up in the streets. But however it is, you still need a Savior. And after you have everything and you realize still something's missing, it's not something you've been missing. It's someone you've been missing. And his name is Jesus. And if you just call out to him, he will save you. And he will call you something maybe you've never been called before. He will call you innocent because his blood takes away and cleanses us from all our sins. In one way, when we've come to Jesus, all of our names are Zacchaeus. All of our names are innocent. When we stand before God on that day, you know what he's going to call you? Innocent. Because of what his son did. All glory and honor to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Hope Online Podcast. For more information about Hope Assembly of God, go to www.godgivesyouhope.com or download our app in the App Store.